Hi. Hello. It's Talk Comics to me. It's a day. It's Wednesday. I'm Champ Champenstein, and I have the most comics today. I feel like that's been the last couple weeks now. Yeah, I I just, I went too hard on my pull file. I read all those goddamn Batmans, added Batman, and then just DC had a couple good things coming out. But I'm pretty sure after the next couple previews, my pull file starts, like, decreasing quite a bit because I haven't added very much. I checked mine for next week, and I'm going to have a pretty heavy week. I think I saw, saw like, 22 things. Jesus. <laughs> what did you do? I, I messed up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now we're going to do it because we've already wasted 40 seconds and... Didn't talk about anything. Nope. I'm going to kick it right off. Yeah, you do this. I'm going to do it. So, this is Dead Man Logan. This is coming to the end of the series. It's 10 of 12. Oh, oh. my goodness. <laughs> um, so, in the last few issues, Wolverine has gone back to his own timeline. And, sorry, you, when I saw you in there, it looked like you were making fun of me. And I was like, what did I do? No, you just look like you're about to die. I'm just a little tired, is all. I work, anyway, no one cares. Um, so yeah, he's back in his own timeline and he's trying to make sure that everyone that he left is safe and okay and nothing's going to hurt them. So in this particular issue, he is being, him and the group, the tiny group that he's with is being attacked by Sabretooth, except it's not just Sabretooth because if you read Weapon X... That sounds Is that like, the name? That, that's a book, yes. Okay, yes. If you read <laughs> Weapon X, apparently in that, Logan had cut Sabretooth into a bunch of tiny pieces and buried them separately so that he couldn't be reanimated, brought back. Um, but each of those pieces is now a different version of Sabretooth. That's kind of cool. Yeah. So they're being attacked by a bunch of them. Um, and of course, you know, Sabretooth's goal is to get Hulk. All that, right. That's it. Um I always love this series. Um, I have a feeling I know how it's going to end. I'm not going to talk about theories because most of the time I'm wrong unless it has to do with Loki. So, Dead Man, Dead Man, Dead Man Logan. <laughs> Two more issues and dead it's done. Dead Man. Dead Man. Okay, um, sorry. I will talk about Batman now. Buttman. I'll talk about Buttman. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is issue number 76 of Buttman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, every it's Batman. It's even funnier the second time. <laughs> it's because I said it was so much pride. Yeah, you did. Anywho's, so this issue, you kind of, you get more Kite Man story, and you kind of give get a deeper look into what's going on in Gotham and how heroes aren't allowed, and it's really just building out the city of Bane storyline and the fact that this is Gotham is now Bane's and it's just can I look at that cover yeah for sure uh all of the yeah all of Mm. the villains are gone well villains are still there but all of the crime is gone and it's peaceful quote unquote and yeah that's that's basically it I don't want to I don't want to delve too deep into it just since there's a lot of story building going on in this issue but his face looks funnier from that side this way yeah yeah it looks like he's trying to say mosquito (laughs) 
Uh, <laughs> Sorry, guys, I'm tired. It, it's fine with me. And then next I have the last issue of Cosmic Ghost Rider Destroys Marvel History. And I really, I like the end a lot. I like the in-between parts as well, but I feel like the first issue and the last issue are the ones I, I probably like the most. They're real solid. Yeah, just because it... I don't know, I liked all the goofy, like, <clears throat> history bending, like, changing of stuff, but I really, I don't know, I really like the story idea behind it, you know, just because Frank's, Frank Castle's family has always meant something to him, like, that's why he's the Punisher. Right. And so, like, the idea that he wants to save them if he was able to go back into the past only makes sense, and that the fact that, like, his family dying is one of the most important things to like everything is also just mm-hmm. a really interesting idea so yeah i i really liked it it's really fun it's really goofy i feel like the ending was like sad and satisfying and also if you're reading guardians of the galaxy it does tie into that so it's just it was a good time i don't i don't regret my decision i thought this was issue number five it's issue number six so I was right. It is six issues. I just read the sixth issue. <laughs> oh, goodness. So, yes. If you like dumb, silly retellings of the Marvel Universe, this is right up your alley. Okay. There it is. That's it. Okay, so this is one we both have. This is Die. This is issue six, back from a teeny tiny hiatus. I think it was only like... A, a few months. Yeah, it was like a couple months, a few months. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to catch up a little bit, um, two of the, it was just two of them, right? Mm-hmm. Izzy and the dwarf. I only say he's the dwarf because he looks like the dwarf character from Dragon Age. Yeah, no, I it, I think it's just the two of them. Okay. Isn't so, there only five of them? Hold on. Six, six technically, but well, that's, that's including Soul, Soul yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, it it explains. Oh, just Sol. Okay. It just said something <laughs> about him. Um, but yeah, so there's uh, technically five people who go into the, the world that they created, or Sol created, I guess. Um, and then they find the way to finally get back home. Um, two of them don't agree. Party splits up. And meanwhile, the other ones are still trying to find a way out. Um, this issue uh, is more of a, a look into one of the characters lives I feel like rather than like a whole although the other characters are mentioned and they are a part of it it yeah. just focuses on one main character which I, I thought was interesting yeah. And yeah no the story like this is a really good comeback especially like with the break and I, it, it was nice having like a fresh pair of eyes on it and yeah, it made me bummed. Yeah, it really bummed me out. It was one of those things where, like, reading it, I was just like, well, fuck, dude. Like, I don't want to feel these feelings. Yeah, I, I thought he did a really good job with it, and I loved the author's note here in the back. It says, welcome back. I'm worried about this issue. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's just like, you know, there's just, like, a huge choice, and it's one of those things that I think always weighs heavy on your mind, and that... I don't know. I think it brings such a, like, heaviness to what they're really dealing with. And not that it hasn't been serious since the beginning. But at least in the beginning, there's that idea of, like, 
maybe they'll all get out and maybe everything will be happy in the end. And now right. it's just like, well, there's a lot more to everything that's going on, mm-hmm. which, you know, should have been. Not that I didn't know that from the beginning, but. Yeah, it's a it's a good, I guess, reflection issue for this one character and the idea that, like, certain decisions can make or break you. God damn it, my greasy hands. But yeah, that's, that's, uh, Die. Die issue number six. Yes. And, uh, if you, I guess we didn't need to, we didn't explain what Die is about at all, but essentially the idea is that oh, yeah. a RPG was made by a friend of all a group of people. His name is Saul, and it created a universe called Die, and they're all sucked in. They disappear for years. When they grow up, when they come back, grow up, then get sucked back in. Mm-hmm. And that's that's that, and that picks up where that is. Highly, highly suggested book. It's very, 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 very good. Yeah, it's always one of my like ones I like to read first, though I did put this one off for like close to last. I read mine alphabetically. No, that's weird. It was very weird. I didn't realize I was doing it until I got to the end, <laughs> and I was like, it's weird. Uh, okay. okay. Do you want? Yeah, you want to go? All right. Okay. Um, I have this new series, brand new, issue number one, Over the Garden Wall, Soulful Symphonies. If you've ever seen this show, it's just about a set of brothers. <laughs> Why did I just call them a set of brothers? It's just two brothers who... <laughs> end up in this um, weird, weird world. Um, I don't even know how to, like, explain it. Yeah. It's just every every city that they go to or whatever, every town is wild. Um, so there was the issue, or the series that I had read before was Hollowtown. It's, they get stuck in this town called Hollowtown. This one is called Soulful Symphonies. I have a feeling I know what this whole thing is going to be about. Basically, they're in this abandoned town and the the little boy, Greg, um, he sings a song to his frog, which changes his name several times. Um, Figaro, I think. Yeah, Figaro is his name in the beginning. Near the end, it's that's not his name. But he sings this song, and out of nowhere, this woman comes and is like, "Wow, you have such a beautiful voice. Would you like to rehearse for our our play?" And there's no one there. So they end up going to this uh, weird stage. What is that called? What? A theater? Like, yeah, a theater. <laughs> yeah, <we're, laughs> there's two other, you know, women who are, like, trying to force them to sing for whatever reason. And there's a lot of weird eyes throughout the entire thing. So the music has something to do with why they're being in the theater in this theater and why they're stuck in the town uh-huh. but yeah it's just classic or the garden wall it's just fun weird cute um and if you've ever seen the show anytime work talks you'll hear it in elijah wood's voice <laughs> because that happens to me yeah this is also another short series it's going to be five issues super easy all right i have this book called coffin bound <clears throat> and it's a book I read. <laughs> it kind of reminded, if I'm going to describe it, it's like a goth Mad Max. Mad Max was already pretty goth. This is like a goth, actually goth Mad okay. Max. <laughs> okay. Like if you're going to like, I don't like, I just, yeah. it's like stuff like this. 
And, like, the big bad is... So, it kind of just does exactly what it wants to do. It wasn't my style. Honestly, I didn't really enjoy it very much. But that doesn't mean other people won't. I'll give you a little little tidbit from the back. <laughs> uh, Izzy Tyburn has been has promised the world that if it won't have her in it, it'll have nothing of her at all. Chased by an unstoppable killer, she's retreading her life, leaving nothing behind but burned rubber, ash, and the sun-scorched bones of those getting in her way. I think I would like that more if she had just a regular name, because I feel like Izzy Tyburn is like, yeah, that's a girl that would be in that kind of book. That's it's a I'm, weird name. Like, if her name was, I don't know, Kate Smith, I'd be, like, way more interested in it. That's what I'm saying. It. it just kind of is like, all right, this is my premise. I am going to beat it into you. And to me, that's a good book that does not make. Yeah. it's You don't need to do it. Yeah. It's, it just come naturally. The art is pretty, like, cool if that's, like, something you're into. A little rough around the edges. Kind of reminds me of Wes Craig a little bit. And a little bit of Deadly Class. So, I don't know. If that sounds appealing to you, I would say don't, don't bat an eye at it. Get it. Just get it. Main characters... Hot, I guess. She's so hot. She's goth. <laughs> Izzy Tyburn. <laughs> and on to my next comic. I think that's a print error. No, it's the legs. It's oh. the, the space between the legs. They didn't need to do that. No. <laughs> I'm surprised I knew what that was. So this is Thumbs Part 3. This is a four-part series. And this deals with, uh, I guess, kind of like a cyberpunk sort of premise. The idea is that these kids, like, play video games. They revolt. Everybody kind of revolts. Moms take over. This kid gets into a coma, and now he's supposed to kind of save the world, I guess. With his thumbs. With his thumbs. Uh, so this actually goes over in the back. I like reading the back of this comic specifically because it does a really good job of telling you what happened last time and what happens in this issue. <laughs> so I don't even have to work at this. No, nope. you just read. I just read, just like when I read the issue. Uh, in issue number two, Thumbs was led through the catacombs under the city by Mom, which is a like kind of projected robotic parent figure that helps raise some kids. There he saw the fallout of Camus Fortress, tech addicted, uh, addicted, addicted, (laughs) tech addicted cast offs and a group of rebels trying to put together an army of kids like they once were. He heads to find his old friend Nia. While back at Power City, his sister is being bred as one of the greatest advocates for the power, which is kind of like the bad guys. The government force that murdered Thumb's friends and put him in a coma. Well, I guess I could have just read the next line for you. Nia and Thumbs are reunited, but now find themselves pinned down by the power as issue three begins. So this is pretty uh, action heavy in this issue. I I was pretty iffy on the first issue, but I, in the end, have really li- ended up liking this series a lot. I still just really love the art for yeah, it. It's great. That also sells me the art and the colors. It's just so dark and purple. I also really like the mom character. The mom character is really interesting to have just like a non-sentient being care so much for these like kids mm-hmm. to the fact that she was just willing to murder everyone. 
Which is cool. I mean, I would I love mean, to have a robot who'd kill things for me. Yeah. And that's your mom. That's, I would call her mother. And, yeah, everybody calls her mom. Okay, so that's me. Oh, sounds good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, yeah, talk, yeah. let's, let's talk about deceased. We got deceased. Oh, sorry, I just hit the microphone. We have deceased. This is issue four of six. Um, if you've been reading this... It's not about zombies. It's not about zombies. Let's make that very clear, because... Cyborg makes it very clear. Tom Taylor's like, hey, bitches, this isn't about zombies. You know what? That's, I don't, I'm sorry, Tom Taylor. If you don't talk like that, I'm sorry. I'm sure he does. (laughs) I'm sure that's exactly. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so this uh, just follows the storyline. Yeah. Superman um, using, I guess he's not using Lois Lane. It's more like Lois Lane using her ability to speak to try to get heroes from like around the world yeah Yeah, pretty much everywhere to meet in this location um so that they can all like work together and stuff so it recruits like wonder woman and mira right yeah i remember seeing her but i couldn't remember if she went with them um but the main problem they have in this issue is what's his name Captain, Captain, Captain Adam. Captain Adam. Um, and without spoiling anything, just he's an issue in this issue. Yeah, he's a really big issue. Yeah. Um, who would know? Who would have thought? <laughs> who would have thought? I still really enjoy this. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I like it. It's just one of those things where I also read it with, like, a grain of salt. Because I'm just like, well, it's not... Serious. It's Young Justice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, I, I think, especially for a short series, it's great. It's got just enough blood for me. It's fun. That's, yeah, that's, that's it's it. A, it's Sorry. A, it's a fun read. Deceased. If you like zombie stuff, it, it could be, even though it, they're not zombies, it could be Mm-mm. in your, your boat. This spread was so cool. Yeah, that was cool. So sick. I thought that was a uh, from Kill Bill. <laughs> what is her name? Why can't I think of her name? You know, Tarantino's the theme for today. <laughs> so many people have talked to me about Tarantino. I don't want it to be the theme, however, so we're not going to discuss it. Uh, but I, I guess I'll, I'll go next. I'll talk about these two books next. Okay. I am going to talk about Daredevil. This is issue number nine. And Matt is still dealing with not being a superhero, not being Daredevil. And he's having a little chess match with Reed Richards, talking about, like, God and if God exists. And then he does, like, the Matt Murdock thing and goes to a nun and is like, what is my purpose in life? (laughs) And the nun is like, I always try to look for signs, so look for a sign. And he's like very clearly given a sign from God. I thought that was supposed to be a joke because he's blind. I thought he was going to say, yeah, dude, I've been looking forever. I can't see. No, that did not happen. Missed opportunity, Mr. Zadarsky. (laughs) Make more blind jokes. Please don't. It's not good. No. Don't do it, but I thought that would have been funny for him to say that. He, like, essentially meets up with the bookstore woman who I'm... I'm sorry, bookstore woman. I'm not going to go back and find your name right now. 
The and same one from issue eight? Yeah, where she, she you know, brought him to dinner with her mm-hmm. crime boss husband's family. And shit goes wrong, so he's just, like, been avoiding her. And she's, like, comes up and is like, I'm really sorry. Let me tell you. And I don't want to talk about anything else because it's, it's steamy. Ooh. Can I see? Yeah, you can definitely see. It's really easy. I remember it was on the the last page because you see Matt Murdock's books. Oh! Or, like, I guess the beginning. Guys, it's steamy. More than Idris Elba's butt in Hobbs and Shaw I didn't get to see robot butt put him in tighter clothes the rock shirt is like painted on him why are Idris Elba's clothes not just painted on him I mean if I had the rock's physique I would paint clothes on myself too (laughs) I'm gonna talk about Lois Lane now (laughs) it was good it was good. It was good. Okay. I, I wish I could remember everything I said to you earlier about it, but it does a really good job of kind of showing what's happening in in real life with the press and putting that, you know, twist that only fake superhero life can do. So it's uh it's interesting. I like it. I think it's cool. I think the idea of Talking about things that are happening now are important, especially when it deals with press and being able to say, like, you know, what they need to say about things that are happening. I've always loved when people, like, used this outlet or whatever to say things that, you know, need to be said, like, politically anyway. Like, I love the fact that it's done in a a comic book, but it's, it makes sense. Yeah, and it, it definitely makes sense in the way it's being done. And, like, I... You get, like, things like this where you're just like, well, this is literally you just made somebody from real life Mm -hmm. and you're putting them in a comic book. It's fine. Uh, So, yeah, I think if you are interested in that sort of stuff, I think it's good in that in that way. I guess the art, in my opinion, is a little a little rough, but is it the same art from the first issue? Yes. Or is it? okay? Yes. I just just don't really dig it. Makes sense. I have Personally. several books like that. Yeah. Um, my turn? Yeah. Okay, so I have another first issue. This is Berserker Unbound. This is a Jeff Lemire joint, and Mike Diodato Jr. does the art for it. Sold me just based off of those two people. Um, but this is essentially just like Conan, modern Conan. But the art is really good. Um, I just really love... You know, Mike Diodato's work. I think he does an incredible job. Plus, Jeff Lemire writing a story that isn't Gideon Falls. Because I think that's the only Jeff Lemire thing I've read, Hmm. to be honest. So this was fun for me. I really do actually enjoy this. I think it's only going to be like five issues. Five or six. I can't remember. But yeah, I mean, if you like Conan and if you like Jeff Lemire, if you like Mike Diodato... This is definitely something that you would enjoy. It's basically just about a warrior who gets, I don't know if it's like sucked back into time or like pushed into the future or if it's just like another dimension, but he ends up in modern times. Mm-hmm. It's cool. He also can't speak English or doesn't understand English as we speak it. Yeah. Classic. <laughs> but yeah, it's, um, I, again, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was, 
fantastic, and I didn't think I wasn't going to like it. Yeah. I just knew I was going to like it. I understand. I want this to be... Perfect. Perfect. I w- it'll be perfect soon enough. Okay. Okay. We have... Sea of Stars. And if you want to know what the book is about, all you got to do is read the back. A father, a son, and a whole lot of space between them. Yeah. So in the first issue, essentially the dad is a space trucker. The truck gets eaten by a space shark. And the father and son are separated. So it's all about how the dad is just searching space for his son and running out of air, running out of just everything he can have so it's really I don't know I fucking like this book a lot yeah it's really good um and this issue also does it kind of explains their life and who they are and stuff um kind of the tragedies that befell them like Mm -hmm. not even too long before this had happened so like the dad obviously just can't get a break yeah um, but while, you know, he's going through all of his struggles trying to find his kid, the kid is, like, on the other side of space, and there's something weird about him. Yeah, I just like how he's just like, I'm having a fun time in space. And there's like, these two alien monsters just following him, like, what are we doing following this kid? Yeah, it's just like, dude, do, do, do you not, are you not worried about, like, <laughs> the dad situation here? Like... My dad might be dead, but whatever, fuck it. Right. Like, well, I think, I don't know, if you're that young and you're in a place like that, like, able to do kind of what you want and explore and be free and stuff, I think that would be my reaction at first, too. And then I'd be like, how do I get home? But at first, I think I'd just be, like, so blown away that, like, oh, my God, I'm floating in space, which is also one of my biggest fears. But if, I don't know, if I had two little aliens that were, like, following me and pretend looking out for me I might be okay yeah I uh, I think I'd automatically be like well fuck I gotta find somebody else <laughs> I'm just putting it into perspective like if that was me and my mom I'd be like I'm yeah. gonna go explore space <laughs> that's understandable yes uh, that's it. Yeah. okay well I have I have one more book extra than than Heather as we always we just got a few more to talk about don't worry about it We'll be done when we're done. This is Outcast issue number 42. There are six more fucking issues of this book left. That's all I really have to say about it. Uh, It did take a a solid, like, three months to get the end of this story arc. That's the last issue of the story arc, is what you said. Yeah, this is the last issue of the story arc. The next story arc starts in December, and that is six issues, and then it is done. You're just kind of reading it to get over. I am done. I've been done with this book for about, I would say, like, since they announced, since before they announced it being over. I was very seriously considering taking it off my pull. It's it's not that I hate it. It's just that the story is just like flatlined. Yeah. And you've you've gotten the point. You've brought me here. Now actually give me something else instead of. Just drawing this out for no reason. Like, do you think it could have ended at this issue? Had they condensed everything, like gotten rid of all the junk and it would have been fine? I I suppose I'll read the next six issues and be able to tell you that better. But, like, right now, fuck yeah. (laughs) Yes. Okay. They could have just... So much. It's just... It's like when you watch a movie that's 45 minutes too long. (laughs) 
it's exactly watching like watching Hobbs and Shaw. Okay. <laughs> exactly like that. <laughs> Except for I don't get the rock catching a helicopter in the last like Yeah, but his physique. <laughs> his painted on shirt. And also like I don't understand I'm gonna have to talk about this real fast. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't understand how Jason Statham like talks out of the side of his mouth. Like he's always just like talking to someone behind him. Like he's talking like this. Like. I'm convinced that Jason Statham is actually a robot. And through one of his movies, he might have gotten like hit too hard and it caused like part of his mechanics to fail. Because I have noticed that in some of his earlier movies, he talks full out of his mouth. But I did notice that, yes, he does talk out of the side. So maybe he was hit hard enough, his stuff malfunctioned, and they weren't able to fix it because his prototype is not yet able to be fixed because he was supposed to be indestructible. Does anybody have the, the information on Jason Statham's cyborg status? Let us know. Yeah, I need as, numbers. As soon as possible. And in what year did they turn him into a cyborg? Because I I assume you mean cyborg. Robot, cyborg, whatever. <laughs> he is scientifically engineered. Um, probably, so I, I have a feeling at this point, he's probably a couple hundred years old. He just looks that age because, again, Why hasn't he been scientific. in action movies since, like, the beginning? Because he probably of- didn't know it until he got to the age that whatever he looks like. And then he was like, I'm going to punch some people. I did outside of my mouth, see? <laughs> That's what he did. All right, well. Sorry, next. Sorry, this episode is brought to you by Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> Go see it at any of your local theaters. Please do. And let me know what you think. This is Buffy. This is issue number seven. This is, it pretty much focuses on Willow dealing with splitting a soul with Xander. Yeah, that's... That's it. That's it. It sucks. Yeah. Which sucks. I mean, the issue doesn't suck. Oh. I didn't think the issue sucked. I was just bored. And I think mainly it's because, as I had mentioned, you know, I'm just, I'm not really into the art for this, like, second arc, story arc. Yeah. I'm just not. I'm, it's all right, but it's, I don't know, in comparison to how it was, like, in the first, I'm just not, I just, I don't really like it. Yeah, I don't, I wasn't bored just because of the idea of Dark Willow has always been one of my favorite ideas, so bringing her into it was really cool. I think the idea of, like, everything Willow is feeling and going through after splitting her soul is really interesting. And even, like, that dynamic with her and Xander at the end of them just kind of being, like... I really did like that part. We we all... We're we're both kind of broken right now. Like, there's no putting us back together at this point. So, I really... I just really like the idea of foreshadowing that, you know, this... Doing this was going to ruin Willow on another level. I was just... I kept waiting for the yellow crayon... They didn't have the yellow crayon. Yeah, but that's That was like, I know, that was just my favorite scene in the show. But that's not this. I know. This isn't like, it's not like she's there yet. No, I know. I just thought, I thought it would be funny if like a nod to the show, if he was just like writing something with the yellow crayon. Not like, do you remember this? That kind of thing. Yeah. I just thought. I mean, you still have like a ton of book left. I know. (laughs) I know there's tons left. Also, don't listen to my opinion. No, you're you're totally fine. I your opinion is fair. 
So this is everything that we, oh it's a, it's an event yeah it's a hel- I didn't know it was a whole event. yeah so next is a whole Hellmouth <laughs> event between Angel and Buffy and a bunch of I guess there's actually a Hellmouth book as so well. So that means I have to get these angels too. I don't even care about Angel. Well, all right. I guess like, I'll just get we're, them. We're doing the, you're doing this with House of X, Powers of X. Yeah, but I like some of those characters. Angel's a baby, and I don't and a creepy predator, and I just don't like him. I'm sorry. I've ruined. We're done. Hey, Meatloaf is here. I um, accidentally, I was, I called him Meatball in my head yesterday, and it was making me laugh really hard. <laughs> hey, Meatloaf. <laughs> um, so we have two more. Right now we got Ronan Island. Island. I can't um, stop thinking about <laughs> Meatball right now. Um, this is issue number five. I don't, I think this is just ongoing. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I'm not sure. I didn't really. I didn't look too deep yeah. into it. I suppose you know, like everything, it'll probably get canceled in the end. Yeah. Well, I for and some reason I thought maybe it was going to be twelve issues, which would make yeah, sense. Yeah, that'd be fair. With how the story's going. Um. But yeah, this issue is also back after a hiatus. Well, yeah. Little break. Yeah. Um. And where we're at here is our two main characters, um, Hannah and. I can never remember his name. I was like, Kenichi. Yeah. I thought it started with a T. (laughs) Kenichi, they have been separated. So Kenichi ran to get back to the island to either like warn his people or or, like save them. Yeah, save save slash protect his people. Where Hannah is still with um, the Shogun and oh my God, I can. Sato? Yeah. Yeah, she's with him. Um, so they're doing two completely different things, but it kind of goes back into their history and how they actually knew each other when they were really young mm-hmm. and were actually friends. I thought that was... Or trying to be Trying friends, to be, yeah. yeah. But they, obviously they are from... Hierarchies. The hierarchies. They're t- from two different hierarchies. He's a rich boy and she's a poor girl. And from actually different countries, too. Yeah. So that was a big thing with them. But yeah... I'm still enjoying this. Yeah, no, I had a lot of fun. Like, I, it's always one of those things that's, like, it's fairly basic in the story itself, mm-hmm. but it's always very intriguing in the things it's doing, especially with the monsters and the failure of a shogun. Yeah, like, an entire, the entire world. Yeah, it's and it's interesting how, <clears throat> you know, you find out how he becomes shogun and what this, what this really means to all the people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's still good. Yeah. Um, Ronan Island, the first trade is already out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you want to catch up, pick up the trade. It's got the first four issues, and it's delightful. Delightful. I've been using that word a lot more lately. It sounds better than fun. Um, so the last one that we have is House of X. Champ is holding hers. He just can't see. Yeah, I I am not buying this book. <laughs> Um, I'm not buying House of X or Powers of X. I will read them. I will not buy them. No judgments here. Well, you're I'm, not allowed to judge Champ on this decision. I, we all know I might go back on this decision and do it. But as of this moment, I refuse to do it. I can't, I can't consciously spend that much money. Can't do it. I just can't do it. That's, in the long run, way too much money. 12 issues. Oh, did you see the editor error in here? No, I didn't. I wasn't... I was more, like, going through it pretty... Pretty... 
supposed to be Moira. Yeah. Moria. Um, but yeah, this is um, House of X number two See? of six. This is just talking about this one person's many timelines, how each one ends, how she's able to remember everything, change things. I don't want to like spoil anything. No, because uh, it is crucial to it, what's yeah, and happening. it's it's a really, really, really good issue. Yeah. Like I was just talking to Heather about how at each issue I've been reading of this this incredible series is it's always better. And I just am waiting for that falter where I'm just like, I did not like this issue better. But this issue was just like the flow was really great. Mm-hmm. I really liked the way like it was almost set up in, like, a weird prosy sort of way of how she was encountering everything and how there's basically no dialogue for, like, a fairly long period of time and just kind of this introduction to how this person lives. Yeah, and it was just, it was, it was really interesting to see how, you know, when you're, when you know everything that happens in, like, your previous lives, how it can affect your present life and what you choose to Mm -hmm. do and, like, when you know things are going to get to a certain point. How you can try to yeah. change those things. Yeah, I just... I I really like this, this book a lot. I, I It's annoying yeah, how it, good it is. Yeah, it, and it's... I don't know why I find it so annoying. Because we knew. We knew that's what it was going to be, and that's... At least I did, because I was just like, God damn it. I know that name. I know he's a very good writer, and I know I'm going to be pissed the entire time because it's going to be great, and it's yeah. another event. Yeah, it's fucking bonkers <clears throat> how many events we've just gone through. But I think my biggest problem with this this book right now is, like, I wouldn't mind if it came out every week under the same title. Mm-hmm. Or if they did it, you know, House of X, Powers of Ten, one week. And then another month where you waited for the other ones. I would be okay with that because then I wouldn't be spending so much money. Yeah, I do like kind of getting that story all at once, but then I'm not spending the money. Right. And then I also have the, like, you know, ability to do so. Mm -hmm. So that's not fair. I'm sorry, everybody. It's not fair. But, yeah, this is really fucking good. Yeah, it's good. If you haven't picked it up, these two series, House of X, Powers of Tens, is leading right up into Hickman's X-Men run that will be starting directly after this. Um, but it's just one series, so you yeah. don't have to pay for two. And as far as I know, other than the first issue, everything's going to be like regular price, $3.99. Yeah. So, not a big deal. Um, but yeah, it's fucking good. It's good. It's really good. I If you're looking... To get into a new comic book series, especially mainstream, it's it's something I would hesitantly suggest just because of the weekly status of it and how much it costs. But at the same time, you really are getting a very intricate and deep story. So it's very fulfilling. Yeah, the price tag is kind of worth it just mm-hmm. for that alone. Uh, but that's once again, like if you're not grabbing like 25 books like me, which I only have 13, but that's still a heavy load. Mm-hmm. That's what she said. <laughs> I was waiting for that. Okay, we are children. Um, we are going to go. Yeah, and thanks for, you know, listening to us talk about Jason Statham and The Rock. I actually, once again, just saw Hobbs and Shaw last night. I suggest it for 
ridiculousness. I just recently watched Skyscraper and San Andreas. So, you know, we're on a rock kick right yeah, now. Yeah, so go watch some rock movies. Go read some comics. Enjoy the rest of your week. Also, if you know any, like, family-friendly rock movies, uh, Tooth Fairy. Tooth Fairy, yeah. Yeah. Juman- Jumanji. Cancel it. I'm going to watch Tooth Fairy tonight. Goodbye. Bye. You said you were going to watch Jumanji tonight. Mm-hmm. I will, but I got to watch Tooth Fairy first. <laughs>